beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. people welcome to chronicles abroad i'm francis and i'm nubia and today we are sitting and chatting with isaiah mcgregory isaiah say hello hello everybody so isaiah is the mastermind behind venture road and venture road is a travel group am i correct that is correct. Uh, more of an organization, a program for people to be able to access international travel uh, at affordable prices. You traveled to over 38 countries thus far. Can you give us a little background about your travel ventures? I started traveling after I graduated college. I went to Colorado State University. I majored in mass communications. And to be totally honest, before that, I never even thought about traveling outside of really Colorado. I'm originally from St. Louis, but my mom moved me to Colorado when I was really young. To be totally honest, I'd heard of other places in the world, but only had heard about them, never even thought about traveling. Money just wasn't a thing for my family growing up. Yeah, I just had no idea that I could be able to leave the country and explore the world. So towards the end of my college career, I had a mentor who told me about the opportunity to travel abroad and volunteer. And I was like, cool. <laughs> but I had no idea what I was getting myself into, honestly. I said, yeah, sure, I'd like to go somewhere. So um, I signed up for this program and it took me to my first country. The first country that I visited outside of the United States was Mexico. Okay. Went to Mexico for the very first time and I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with it. Out of the 38 countries that I visited, it's my favorite. And from then on, the program started taking me to other places. Uh, I went to the Philippines, Taiwan, Japan, China, uh, nice all over Europe. And it gave me the opportunity to actually see the world because I was staying with host families everywhere I went. I was volunteering everywhere I went. It was the best investment that I've ever made in myself, honestly. But it was an investment. It was a lot of money to be able to do this program for for a year. After I was a participant in the program, I actually became an employee of the program and I loved it. I made so many contacts, so many friends, personal and professional contacts all over the world. And yeah, that just kind of opened up a literally a whole new world for me. That's sort of okay. it in a nutshell. After that, I, I realized the type of opportunity that I had and I realized that not a lot of people could afford it. I mean, there are people in my family who have never been outside of the United States. Only my brother, him and his wife went to Mexico to Cancun on their honeymoon. And literally, that's it. People can't afford it. It was it was in close to $20,000 to be able to do what I did. It's not accessible to a lot of people. So I came up with a business model to be able to provide very affordable travel to young people who want to get out of their box and see the world. That's awesome. Before we get into your venture road, so how long have you been back in the States? 
since if you, have you ever actually lived abroad or you just kind of travel? Oh, I traveled straight for five years. So I didn't, I left home in 2012. I came back for a month here, a month there for like Thanksgiving or Christmas. But um, yeah, since 2012 up until December of 2017, this past year, I've been traveling. Wow. Yeah. What's it like being back? So to be totally honest, I love being at home. I love spending time with friends because one of the things that I felt when I was traveling and working abroad and living abroad was I'm experiencing so many new things. I love it, but I miss home. And, you know, with social media, the way that it is today, you get real time updates from people back at home. My best friend got married and had a kid. I wasn't there. My family, there were some passing aways in my family. I wasn't there. Uh, And it was hard. So since December, I've been taking advantage of spending time with the people who I care about to, I guess, kind of make up for lost time, but also just enjoy my time being here. You're just reconnecting. Yeah, exactly. But to be totally honest, my heart is on the road. I mean, my heart is in the world and... Uh, I get a little antsy (laughs) sitting around sometimes, but I'm enjoying my time and I'm taking it one day at a time being back at home. Yeah, there's nothing like experiencing something new. It's true. It's liberating. It's also insatiable in a lot of ways because there's there's so much to see and do. Right. So I can understand that. I've been gone less than a year, so I haven't had that homesickness hit me yet, but I could imagine five years. (laughs) Yeah. And because of the nature of my travels, I was in a new place maybe every two to four months. Mm. So every two to four months, I was in a new place and culture shock would be like a bag of rocks hitting me in the face over and over and over again. Exhausting, it sounds like. (laughs) But like you said, liberating. It's so special to be able to make those connections. And a surprising thing about those sorts of travels, even though I wasn't necessarily in a place for a long time, I made so many deep connections, deeper connections that I've made with people who I've known for years, just in a few months. No, it makes sense because when you're traveling abroad and and you meet people, people are a little bit more open to being vulnerable about their stories, about their life situations and circumstances. So you find that people will open up a little bit easier when you're on the road. But aside from people opening up, you open up. I come from a family where communication just is zero. I mean, I could tell you a lot of stories where people should have known some things and just didn't. I didn't, I, I wasn't raised to open up to people. I wasn't raised to express myself. But when I hit the road and heard people's stories, I was like, dang, it's time for me to open up, not just to them, but to myself. I've learned so much about myself, traveling, getting to know people. I'm a totally different person than I was six years ago. Yeah, that's dope. And it, it is something that you do find the time, A. B, you look at the experiences of others and you just sit back and you're just like, I have no complaints in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really do think about the things that you worried about when you was in the States and you really realize that it wasn't nothing to complain about. Right. And you start to have more value and appreciation for the life that you live because you realize it's actually damn short. (laughs) 
and you just need to be fulfilled. Exactly. And to fulfill that is about learning more about yourself and learning what happiness truly looks like. Absolutely. And you know, another thing that I learned was that I don't necessarily come from a nice background or anything like that. I come from a very hard background where some terrible things have happened to people that I know. And I thought that I had it bad. <laughs> Traveling the world, meeting people who are refugees or just trying to escape whatever situation that they're in, they'll tell you some stories. So tell us a little bit about some of the nonprofit work that you have done, have been involved in. Oh, gosh. Um, over the years, I've worked with so many organizations, pretty much a lot of different organizations in every country that I have visited. I don't know if it's appropriate to name them by name. That's fine. Since your experience overall, like what kind of work were you doing? And so in developing countries, I was involved with uh, helping dig wells, helping clean rivers, build houses, build schools. A lot of those hands-on things, just sort of creating a, an environment that people could enjoy after I left. But also with that, involving the communities that we were visiting to come in and help us because... Everybody's only going to be in one place for a certain amount of time. It's when you instill in people, inspire them to do things in their own community. That's the lasting impact I came to find in my volunteer work um, because they've taken an interest to value their community now. So they continue that after we leave. Aside from the hands on things, I mean, I spent countless hours just going and sitting with people in elderly homes whose families haven't come and talked to them in a long time, just sitting and get to, getting to know them. I still keep in contact with a few of them. Aside from that, working in schools, doing leadership workshops with kids, cultural diversity workshops for people and sort of bringing my culture to them. And I think that that's one of the lasting impacts because it's not just Americans who don't get out. I think that a lot of people have this misconception about Oh, Americans don't travel. They don't go anywhere. Well, there are a lot of people in the world who don't go anywhere, who aren't able to. It becomes so valuable to them that I learned in my travels that it's important for them to know that the world hasn't forgotten about them. There are people out there who take an interest in spending time with them, coming to sit down with them, teaching them about how you conduct yourself in a business meeting, how you communicate with other people, what sorts of conversations you can have to be able to solve some of the issues that might be going on in your life. So uh, that's a lot of what my community service was like. That's a good point that you made because when I was teaching in Japan, a lot of my adult students, not a lot of them, but some of them have never, they were born and raised and never left that particular city. And so it's not just, like you said, Americans, but it's also some folks who are on the east side who just never got on a plane. Right. It's actually majority. Not some, because I know I've spoken to a lot who are just like, where are you from? And you're like, America. One of my first things is like, have you gone? And they're like, no, no. I, you know, I, I, one day, one day. And it's because they don't either have the resources to travel or just, you know, I don't know. But they really haven't left that town or that village that they're from. Most people who leave their town or villages is because of some sort of educational program. Right. Like they're in school exactly. or they're in work just to bring stuff back to their village. Exactly. You get what I oh, mean? Yeah. So it is a good way to understand that it's not just Americans. It's, it's worldwide. Absolutely. Yeah. So your motto is travel changes the world. Yes. Travel does change the world. I'm a very, very big advocate of world peace. I know that <laughs> some people might say that that's naive 
or I sound like Miss America. But I was once asked, you know, what could I do? What could one person do to impact the world? And and people are like, oh, you have to be Martin Luther King or or uh, Mother Teresa or somebody like that in order to inspire people and change the world. Not necessarily. You can do whatever whatever is in your power, whatever you're good at, whatever you can give to other people to help change the world for the better. I just I look around and sometimes I get a little bit emotional about some of the things that are happening in the world. And I always go back to why it's happening. And I think that a huge reason why a lot of things happen is because people don't have the right conversations with others. They don't have the right conversations with others because they don't know how to have the conversation with others. They don't necessarily know how to have the conversations with others because they've never been put in the situation to even learn, to have the education to. So I created a model that was low cost that would allow people to travel and start having those conversations. And even if they don't have those conversations, which in Venture Road, they absolutely will, but they'll at least be exposed to the culture and say, there's something there that I'm not understanding. What am I doing to not understand them? Because I'm also a very firm believer that if you start to understand people or you're open enough to, to start to understand them, they'll be open to understanding you. And when those sorts of conversations happen, and if more people have them, the world changes for the better. It's more of a travel with purpose. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a travel with purpose. Yeah. And I think that's what the world needs more of. It's not just travel to travel and explore, but obviously I want people to do that because it's so special. It's cool to be able to go to the Dead Sea and just float. It's cool to be able to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Like It's cool to go to the pyramids in Mexico, which a lot of people don't even know about. But it's also so much more impactful when you stop and talk to people who live there full time to say, what's going on with you? And tell them what's going on with me and start to have some real conversations. Making places into faces is honestly what I believe in wars. Oh, for sure. Just recently, Francis and I met a group of women from Malaysia. And it was about five of them, five or six of them. Mm-hmm. And the way they just embraced us through the conversations and everything, we were taking selfies together and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and just learned a little bit about one another. It really did brighten up my whole entire day just through that culture exchange. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So every time we go somewhere, we tend to have dialogue with someone, someone young, someone old, just crossing paths with people and seeing how the universe puts people into your path and what their story is. Even if we just learned a little bit, it's so encouraging, inviting. It's a wonderful experience just to have that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So tell us, when did Venture Road become a thing? What was it? How did you develop it? Like... What's going on? Tell us a little bit about Venture Road. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. So, like I said, with social media, everybody sort of sees what everybody's doing. 
Uh, in 2012, when I left to go abroad, I had so many Facebook messages of people who, who were saying, how are you doing that? Where are you? I mean, what? Because I just graduated from college. Nobody else who I graduated from college with was able to travel. The people who I went to high school, I think maybe one person who I know has been outside of the country. So they were asking me, how could I be involved? And I was directing them to the program that I was in because I wanted them to have that special experience that I was having. But I mean, you know, close to 20 grand is it's not obtainable. So in between semesters, it was a semester at a time the program was. I would take people just on little one-off trips. Uh, I'd invite a few friends to come in. You know, I'd set up some host families for them and we'd travel around. We'd do some volunteer work. Uh, we would go to some local organizations and take some classes, different things like that. And it was special. They loved it. And I did that a few times over the past five years. So that was kind of the origins, I guess you would say, of Venture Road. But Venture Road actually didn't become a solid, firm 501c3 organization until just this past December when I was off the road. Congratulations. Um, thanks. It's awesome. So the organization itself is brand new. The idea is of affordable travel uh, has been in development over the past four years. And yeah, so we're a baby. <laughs> so where's your first trip? Uh, the first trip is going to be to Belgium. Belgium have a lot of really great contacts there. There's also a lot of really great work to be done. There's so many refugees who are flocking to all over Europe, but more especially to Belgium. And there are a couple of organizations who are going to help with a couple of projects to be able to house more people make areas more uh, clean, livable. So yeah, and that'll be fun. But also Belgium in itself is one of the most beautiful countries that I've ever been to. Has so much culture, so much history, and I think it's a place that people will enjoy. And people love the chocolate, the waffles, all that. Don't even get me started on those Belgian waffles <laughs> right now. Oh. <laughs> but no, I think you make a good point because um, I think knowledge is power and it sounds cliche, but it's true. And a lot of people don't know that certain countries, what's going on in those countries. I guess you mentioned like the refugees, right? It's the same thing in Thailand. There's a lot of refugees that come here from Burma. And if you don't understand what the cultural makeup is or that country's makeup is, you really don't understand what's really going on politically, what's going on economically, right. things like that. It's great that you're bringing awareness to those things in these countries. Absolutely. I think that so many people think, oh, it's that's a developed place or that's an advanced society. But so many of those societies, I mean, here in America, there's so many things that people can be doing to help people and develop the area to be a little bit better than what it is. So yes, we're going to be going to places where we can have a big impact in a small time into developing countries, but we can't forget that there's help needed everywhere. It's true. So how long is per trip? I read it was maybe about six weeks. It's a five program. Uh, we do a week of training where we do some workshops with the people who join the program, cultural diversity workshops, personal professional development to be able to help build the group as a team. Because once we get abroad, we're we're going to be one group and traveling together, living together. So we want to instill sort of a, a group atmosphere with everybody. 
also during that time, we'll be learning a show. It's not like a full-on concert or anything, but just a show that demonstrates our culture, uh, fun medleys, entertaining things like that, so that once we get to the country, we can start to culturally collaborate with local organizations, dance groups, singing groups, spoken word, different things like that to be able to add to our performance so that at the end of our stay, at the end of the uh, four weeks abroad, we can uh, put on a show, raise a little money because there are so many great organizations out there that are doing great things and we want to be able to raise money for them. So the money that we raise from the performances that we put on actually stays right there in the communities that we're visiting. Okay. So how do you decide on which organization to work with? Yeah. So every country that we visit, we have a country representative who's basically our ambassador there to be able to let us know where the help is needed, where we're going to best be utilized um, and the best places for us to stay. They are year round in contact with local organizations who are working for the community, for people, and we'll collaborate with them to see which organization might be the best one that we can help out. And we partner with them to raise money for them. And, you know, it's not a lot, but it'll be something to be able to help them in their mission. Because when I believe when organizations support each other, that also helps make the world a better place. And when I say making the world a better place, I mean, just making life better for people. And those organizations who are doing that, Ninja Road wants to be able to support them. Yeah. And and you say it's not a lot, but it really is. Right. Every little bit counts. If you look at the cost of something comparative to the cost of it in the U.S., it's a lot for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So every little bit counts. So kudos to you for even putting something together where you're bringing something back to a neighborhood or a village or a country in general. I think that's a great thing. Thank that's you. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yes, for sure. So how many people at a time go on these trips? 30 to 50. Damn. (laughs) I thought she was going to say three to five. He hits me with the 30 to 50. So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight Check that item off your bucket list and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. You know, I really believe when bigger groups of people are able to have an experience like this, not only is it impactful for the group, but it's also impactful for the community. Because if we're going to be there doing service, the more hands, the better. And, you know, I think that that makes a bigger impact. So 30 to 50 uh, is what we aim for. And I think that's a pretty good side. No, I mean, you got to reach for the stars, right? You bring in a whole village into a village. (laughs) (laughs) We're just trying to bring the world into people's world. I love it. Okay. Well, we wish you the best success and luck with this. Thank you so very much for that. For sure. Can you tell our listeners where to find you? Yeah, you can get more information at VentureRoad.org. Our handle on Instagram and Facebook is VentureRoad, Inc., I-N-C. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening, if you want to join a trip, there is still room. And honestly, if people want to come on a trip and the trip is full, I'll figure out a way to make room. 
you don't have to wait until the next one or the next year to go there. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out for you. That's what's up. Isaiah, we really appreciate you coming on the show. That's dope. And I hope one day Chronicles Abroad crosses paths with Venture Road and we can do something together because we're on that same kind of journey of figuring out where's the next step, where are you going next. So, you know, maybe we'll look at your calendar of uh, events going on and see and be like, let's go meet Isaiah there. <laughs> So thank you for being on with us. Thank you, thank Isaiah. You Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.